0: Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> Welcome to the Unrelenting Podcast. My name is Lonnie. I will be your host. On this episode, we are speaking to the creator of Needy as Fuck on Instagram, <laughs> my friend Nata Knee. We will be discussing her multiple knee injuries and surgeries that she's undergone in the past decade. Oh my God, her story is so mind-blowing. So you do not want to miss this. Go ahead and like, subscribe, subscribe and follow. Do not forget to leave any questions in the comments or contact me on Instagram at unrelenting underscore humans. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Unrelenting podcast. Today I am with Natalie from Hong Kong. She's... I mean not coming but calling all the way from Hong Kong and so I'm excited to talk to her uh, about her multiple knee injuries oh my god so she has some incredible stories and uh why don't you tell the people a little about yourself
1: Natalie okay so hi everyone and thank you for having me Lonnie. um so I'm born and raised in Hong Kong so technically I'm 15 hours ahead of yeah well, yeah <laughs> of Los <laughs> so, Angeles like, yeah both of, of LA and then so I've studied in Switzerland and in France and I've also lived in Paris so a little bit about my professional background is that I'm from the hotel like food and beverage sector mostly Michelin restaurants and I'm also a certified sommelier so and I'm currently not working on the floor so but I'm still in the wine industry because of some needy issues so (laughs) I've been rather needy since I was 2010 so pretty much a decade ago and since then I've been trying my best living my life but trying to be yeah just trying to balance my life with my my lifestyle so so, where pretty much and
0: where on your journey did you come up with the needy as fuck slogan I love it I've loved it since I saw it um I
1: think actually I don't I think it's sometime last year in November because when I first started my page my Instagram page it was end of October last year after my um third in total but also my second knee surgery last year because I did two last year on my right knee um but then I decided to start an Instagram page and I was like oh cool because my brother was the one who gave me the idea he was like oh maybe you should tell your story and maybe somewhere out there there's going to be a stranger who's going to be like oh cool like I can resonate with him <laughs> you have and so like many that. strangers so, that resonate with <laughs> you yeah and then so that to mine was a surprise that was a complete bonus and then so and then I started with actually I first started with knee and knee inspired my knee inspired something like that Mm -hmm. and I don't think it didn't really pick up and I wasn't really connecting with it and then suddenly one day I was just like oh my friend just told me she's like oh my gosh you're so needy and then like it just clicked (laughs) and then I'm like wait a minute I can make it into like a pun and then it Became needy as fuck because we're constantly everybody who knows know that like we know that how needy we can be like it 's not just we have to ice our legs our knees all the time, like, everything revolves around a knee injury when you 're crippled right exactly yeah.
0: can't do regular stuff on your own anymore need help exactly gotta use the crutches, gotta have handicap accessibility. <laughs> they're perks they're perks (laughs) I know the VIP parking
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes everything is a perk When yeah
0: (laughs) those are perks so tell me about your so you had four knee surgeries yes oh sheesh okay well let's start with the
1: first one okay okay this is gonna be really long so the first one dates back to i still remember the date it was july 25th 2010 it was three days before my birthday and it was like a sunday i was in switzerland that time studying and then um i remember sunday morning i went to the gym it was a campus gym so and i did have my phone with me that day and i was like oh, it's okay, it's Sunday morning, nobody's going to call me anyways, so I don't mm-hmm. need my phone. And it was between a split lunge movement when my kneecap decided to subluxate. So it's not a full dis- dis- dislocation, it would just slip out of the socket, but we could go back in. And I obviously, when that happened, I was on the floor, it happened so quickly, and I was like, FML, <laughs> like, Oh my God. I did something really bad to my knee, but then Prior to this, there was actually like symptoms, but then I never really saw them as a sign or anything. Because prior to this, I had a really bad swollen knee for six months, and I never went to check it out. That's my bad. That's on me. <laughs> but then I guess it couldn't hold together anymore, and that movement just aggravated everything. And then I was on the floor, phoneless, and the security guy had just came by just right before I fell so oh I was my like god. perfect timing guys like mm-hmm. I'm all alone on this mountain in Switzerland nobody's <laughs> around my friends are completely wasted from the night before so I'm like great so and that time I had an iPod touch and I, and then thank god goodness I was able to connect to the wi-fi but I only had like 10 percent or 5 percent battery left and I was like great perfect timing when I need my phone the most like it's dying <laughs> Right, so that I was terrible. Able, yeah, it was terrible. But then I was able to connect on Skype, and I managed to call my friend. And I'm like, hey, can you come pick me up and bring me to the hospital? Because like, I think I completely screwed up my knee. So obviously, my friends were wasted from the night before. I had to wait for pretty much two hours, but I was just sitting there. I had a towel with me. Oh, no, I had my, I didn't have anything. So I had my shirt took off my shirt and I wrapped it around my knee that time and I was just like waiting waiting and waiting and then in the end they came brought me to the hospital they gave me a cast like a brace and then after Uh they gave me they threw me crutches and they're like okay here's a list of doctors because it's summer in Europe right now um maybe you should just call them and see who's open tomorrow and I'm like oh okay great so I got home yeah and then I was just like calling everybody. I'm like, "Hi, like I need to, I need to see an orthopedic like ASAP." And they're like, "I'm oh, sorry, we're in summer. Come back in September." I'm like, "Wait, we're in end of July right now." <laughs> I'm like, Wait, "What?" <laughs> yeah, because when in Europe, when it's summer, it's like everybody's on holiday, and then so. Long story short, I found a surgeon who was willing to see me on my birthday, and then it was three days later, the accident. I was like, you know what? I don't care, Like, it's my birthday, whatever. I'm just gonna go, because I need help, because I'm in so much pain right now. And I have no idea what to do. I have no idea what's happening inside my leg. And then so we did an X-ray, MRI, and then it turned out to be, I completely destroyed my knee. Every part of it, ACL, PCL, MCL, and the cartilage was gone. And he just pretty much said, if he didn't look at my age or anything, he just looked at the films. It was uh, pretty much like a knee person with a 150-year-old knee. Oh my god. And he did ask me, how did I manage to live for so long and be active? Because I actually started figure ice skating when I was three. And then, Wait, how old are you? Right now, I'm 31.
0: Okay. So, this was like,
1: <laughs> so yeah, 10 years ago. And he was like, uh, How do you manage? How did you manage all this time? And then, because it's impossible for any human being to be moving and active and running on that knee. And it turns out that I actually have a really high pain threshold at the same time. <laughs> and then, so. Yeah. Well,
0: not being <laughs> I'm hit. glad you have that, but maybe not. Yeah, it's
1: not <laughs> a good thing actually because you don't know when you're injured. And then so he did surgery three months later because he didn't know how to, that like, he was figuring how to work his way around it. In the end, it was a seven hour surgery. I was on morphine for pretty much nine days. Um, yeah that was amazing and then, um, wow. yeah, and then I have I ended up with a 27 cm scar on my left leg and so mm-hmm. yeah and then that had complications after complications because it was very slow recovery and I also managed to break two screws and also fractured my patella during that recovery time I don't know how but I just managed but yeah and then so after that when he took up the screws he told me that the initial surgery had failed unfortunately and that oh my god and then because I was working towards a hotel management uh bachelor's degree and then he was like maybe it isn't a great idea that you're gonna be working in hotels because you're gonna be on your feet all the time and then he was like maybe you should reconsider like a career and I'm like wait like I'm like six months away from graduation. (laughs) Like, (laughs) don't tell me I'm not allowed to like live my life and do what I want to do. And then I was like, despite what everyone told me, like all my friends, my family, and what the surgeon had told me back then, and my physiotherapist, like, I stuck with what I wanted to do. And I was very lucky that I got a position as a management trainee in one of the big, luxurious hotel brands around the world and then eventually i became a sommelier even though i've kind of retired from it a year ago and because of my knee but then at least i knew i had a good couple of years and i could do what i wanted to do even though it was short-lived you could say but i had the opportunity so fast forward to 2019 last year i was supposed because my left knee was acting up so i Went to seek a surgeon here in Hong Kong for my uh-huh. left knee, but then unfortunately a bad accident happened, and then it led me that we had to fix my right leg before we could do anything about the left one. And then so what happened? So I was in. I had to fix my ACL and um, my meniscus initially, also for my right leg because I was overcompensating over the past decade which kind of happens when you just have one leg that you have one leg that you cannot use whatsoever so you put a lot of weight and you pretty much use the other leg more than anything so over time that got kind of bad and then um, the surgeon was supposed to fix my right leg Mm -hmm. and unfortunately my bone broke as well because of a bad car accident. So we fixed, We decided to fix that first. And then in Feb- on February 19th, that was the date of the accident and the surgery. And then, unfortunately, my bone was not growing whatsoever. The broken bone, even after surgery. It was not recovering. It, what, yeah. And then after, we had no idea what was wrong because I was taking my vitamin Ds. I was taking the calcium supplements like we did have no idea what was up and but then I I did for personally I did recall like oh like 10 years ago when I was doing my left knee I remember it was really slow recovery at the same time but nobody really thought of like what was the root problem and then so eventually I went to see an endocrinologist so someone who's in um like who's a specialist for hormones diabetes hormones, and yeah. metabolism she did a blood test and then um she ran a blood test for my parathyroid which is a little thing behind the thyroid in your neck and uh-huh. that and controls is for the growth hormone yes it's for the growth hormone and all the calcium in your blood and it turns out oh. that my PTH is extremely low and i also have extremely low uh, vitamin d levels at the same time my calcium was all right but then that was the main reason why my bones were not recovering that's why my bone density was because it
0: wasn't able to absorb the calcium exactly
1: and it wasn't and it wasn't using the calcium in the correct way uh so end of april last year i was officially diagnosed as osteoporosis (laughs) like a granny when I'm not even, oh. when I'm not even close to that age, so it kind of right.
0: You're so young, and this all started. you were so young, and then I can't imagine. Yeah,
1: so well, like when that happened, I think because growing up, I've always been someone who's rather on more on the positive side. I would bounce back really quickly from everything in general. But I think mm-hmm. after since, like, in 2010, when I had complications after complications, obviously, there were times I would, like, hit, a, like, a little bump, and then I'll be, like, down or emo for a couple of days, but then I would always bounce back up. But then when they told me I had granny bones, I think that hit me the most because it wasn't what I signed at all like I signed up to fix my knees to get better so I could be active again but all of a sudden you're telling me that the root problem for all this was because (laughs) I had weak and brittle bones so I just thought why is it so unfair why can't I have like a normal life so that took me a while to get used to because I had to take treatment at the same time I had to start these uh-huh. uh, Forteo injections, which is like a synthetic part of like the parathyroid hormone for the human body to increase my bone density, and also oh. increase my vitamin D by like pretty much by ten times of what a normal average human would. I was up to ten thousand IU of uh, vitamin D type supplements, and also every was that last year. When... That was we last was year. Here. Yeah, it was last okay. year when I started. I remember. Yeah, so that was, yeah. And then after, it was just a waiting game because vitamin bone is actually the slowest growing organ in the human body. So I couldn't do anything about it. I just had to make sure I was taking my supplements. I was jabbing myself every evening with the synthetic hormones. helping. Wait, you had to <laughs> inject yourself? Yes, I had to do it. It's oh. kind of like an insulin pen, but this is just yeah. for my bones. So, yeah. Where did you have to inject
0: it at? Where's the injection site?
1: Um, No, it's just to do it on tummy. Oh, okay. Yeah. The same. So it's like, yeah. Oh, okay. So, I had to do that. So, I'm currently on the 12th month of my treatment. So, yeah. We hope to end soon. Like yeah because they're actually working (laughs) it is working it is working because obvious and unfortunately i had to do a second surgery last year so also known as my third surgery because um in early october last year because end of september when i was doing a checkup we did see that my bone density was improving in x-rays but unfortunately it was still a non-union and I had a broken screw, and so if another screw had, like, would break, I would my entire leg would collapse. So for these reasons, we decided to do another surgery, to redo everything that we did in February. And oh, since wow. then, everything. So I went from having just norm, six metal screws in my leg. I ended up having fifteen. <laughs> and oh, I lost like half half of my body's amount of blood. So I had to get like yeah, five units of blood donated, transferred like uh, transfused oh, and uh, yeah, it Ugh. was it was tough. It was tough. But then it turned out that going in I had one scar that was around 14 centimeters long but then when I came out of surgery besides 15 screws I had a second scar on the outside of my leg as well so that was Mm -hmm. 20 centimeters so I'm like great (laughs) I'm like collecting scars (laughs) (laughs) show your scars girl yeah (laughs) so well it's summer soon so everybody's gonna be seeing it soon um yeah so Pretty much, but since then, by December 31st, which was week 12 post-op of my second right knee operation, Mm -hmm. everything, like my blood results came back fine. Like my vitamin D levels had tripled. So Mm -hmm. that's a huge gain. And then also that means my bone density has also increased. And then it's finally union consolidation was finally happening in my knee and so yeah and then so since then i've been and i was cleared crush free uh this year on valentine's day (laughs) it will yeah oh how sweet yeah on valentine's (laughs) day it won't and valentine's day will always have a different meaning to me from now on um because (laughs) i was on crutches for pretty much 360 days in total and so when he said I was allowed to walk fully weight bear without any crutches. That was on Valentine's. Yes, it was on Valentine's Day, and so since then I've been trying to learn how to walk, trying to be more active. But unfortunately, last minute surgery for my for that left knee surgery. Was a quick procedure mm-hmm. just to remove the loose bodies and to clean up my knee because, pretty much like in the very beginning of this interview, I said that my left knee was 150 years old back then in 2010. Yeah. But since for the past decade, it's suffered quite a lot because I've been using it, I've been active as well. Yeah, because, because you're right. And right. then after, so I had a lot of loose bodies and it, there was a lot of joint effusion. So, it's when there's like fluid in the knee at the same time. So, he can't really do anything about it except for having a total knee replacement. But I'm not old enough for a total knee replacement. So, how old do you have to be for a total knee replacement? I think, I think that, well, I think in general, you have to be at least 35 or like, yeah, well, in general, it's for like, People who are sixty, Old people. yeah, yeah. Unless it's like a must, must, must. But then, like they really because you have to, because the joint can only work for ten years. So, like decade later, I will have to get another replacement, and the technology oh isn't isn't good enough for having a second or yeah. a third replacement. So, if I had to get now, and then I'll get another one ten years later, and then after a third one again, the. Techno- yeah, I'm pretty much screwed. <laughs> like, yeah, so he didn't want to do anything crazy and adventurous with my knee and be all smart ass because my bones are pretty much fragile at the same time. So he's like, okay, I won't yeah. do anything crazy. I'm just going to clean it up. I do a microfracture, yeah. so I could insert my, inject my own stem cells from my hip bone to mm-hmm. help buy me some time. To like repair the bone itself because it's pretty much bone on bone right now. And it's, yeah, it's right. very degenerated. It's got, yeah, so he said it's just to buy me so, time. So you have no ACL or
0: any, wait, which ligaments are missing in your left leg?
1: Um, both right now, I'm missing in the ACL. And I don't, okay, the okay. left knee has no meniscus whatsoever as well. It's pretty much gone, unfortunately. So you have no ACL at all? I have no ACL. Like They tried to repair it back in 2010, but apparently it failed. What? Why?
0: Because of the bones?
1: I don't know, because I think normally surgeons would try to split it up into several procedures, but... I think back then The surgeon in Switzerland Wanted to be adventurous and smart So he tried to do it all in one go But I don't think my knee itself Could support everything And try to heal and recover Because it had too many things to do Because they try to fix all the Like the ACL, the MCL, the LCL And PCL were all Kind of sort of Either Sort of damaged And I had my meniscus as, as well Back then And then after he had Mm -hmm. to fix the patella as well because of the subluxation because it would slip out of the slot. And then after he had to try to fix, give me fake cartilage at the same time because I was losing cartilage. And then so... Oh yeah. This sounds like super complicated. Yeah. So I (laughs) think it was, it was a long procedure. I was in there for, I was down for like seven to eight hours and so... For my need to recover, I think the human body was just like, wait, what the hell is happening right now? Like, I can't fix everything right now. Like, I can't recover. That's a lot. So, yeah, I guess it backfired, but oh, well, what's done is done. I can't do anything about it.
0: (laughs) That, well, at least least you're in good spirits. That is... Fuck. (laughs) 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 I'm like, I... I, I only knew a small portion of that story. I did not know the extent of what you have been through. Oh my God. Yeah. So, yeah. You are needy as fuck. No, I'm, just uh, yeah, my, uh,
1: I'm Like, but... no. Just like, this is the truth, unfortunately, but yeah.
0: So are you on crutches now with the with the surgery that just happened? Yes.
1: Today's my last day. Tomorrow I'm getting my stitches out and then I will be full weight bearing on again. So oh. I'm pretty excited. <laughs> Yay. <Yes. laughs> Back
0: to <Yes>. progress. <laughs> and so what are you, what are you clear to do with your knee being in that condition without like, what type of sports can you do with, not having any cartilage or meniscus or, yeah, anything. I
1: actually have no clue. <laughs> I'm going to ask. She's like, all I'm trying yeah, to do like, is walk. like right now, my priority <laughs> is, like, I just want to walk. I want to go up and down the stairs. I want to be able to do slopes And then I'll think of, like, what's next. <laughs> like, I just want to do the right. basics of, like, yeah. I know like maybe right. maybe in like in I don't know a year's time like okay there's only one thing I really want to be able to do it's be able to do a real burpee by the end of this year that's my own goal but like everything apart from that oh that's a good everything one. apart from that like I don't know and I don't really care I just want to walk right now <laughs> oh, right <laughs> So, so you started
0: this needy as fuck community. Well, the technically it's kind of the needy mm-hmm. fam, the family. So, the family, yes. So, uh, where? What do you plan on doing with that? I know you have your blog. Are you gonna do anything else? Are you gonna come out with um, any
1: um, gear? Um. Are you gonna release? The yes. gear? <laughs> well, like There was, I think there was like COVID 19 that kind of interrupted everything. So, and then after I got oh, too excited guys. that I could walk, so I got sidetracked as well. But then, yes, like when I like need, I will continue to grow the neediest for community because and the family in general. Because um, mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of people who would like to share the story and like those who think that they're because it's a pretty lonely journey let say when you're from an injury or any sort of injury or any sort of trauma because you yeah, yeah. it kind of feels like nobody really understands you and whether it's just this, like an ACL injury but then nobody has the same ACL injury because some people it's just a complete ACL rupture some people also have the meniscus and some people have they have it linked to something else etc etc so no one injury is the same and no one story is the same so and I think having the needy as fuck community is just gonna be a platform (laughs) where other people can have their opportunity to share their story or some kind of wisdom because someone out there will resonate with their story and then i think it's just being able it's going to be just a platform hopefully it'll continue to grow as a platform where people can step out of their bubble and be like hey i want to i want to have a voice in this as well and i want to help somebody out there even though it's just one person because that one person can also help someone else and it'll be a domino effect and he could it
0: it is a domino yeah. effect is, yeah honestly um, like this is what yeah, i yeah you're one of the first people i met and i have watched you grow this this community like this i've watched you grow your brand like it is amazing yeah and so many people like you touch the lives of so many people with just you telling your story you being yourself just the way you're open and friendly and you always give advice and you're always supportive
1: you're you're amazing oh thank you i think i i don't know i have always liked watching others win and grow and i think Mm -hmm. like i've mentioned earlier that this is like a very it can be a very lonely journey because only those who know will know and i think people would like yearn for a certain type of connection and this this needy language that we share, that we understand each other, it's something mutual and that it can help connect other people because I think being able, like even though people think being vulnerable isn't cool, like you shouldn't talk about it or it's taboo, but then I think mm-hmm. if someone's willing to step up and be like, hey I have something to say and I want to help somebody, I think it's it's the most precious thing it's also the most powerful thing that somebody can do for someone else and as well yeah yeah it's beautiful i think just one last thing um okay i think everybody will have learned kind of something on this journey or whichever, how long this journey has been been for them. It could be weeks, months, years, whatever. But I think, obviously, patience and gratitude is something that we can all testify and say, like, it's something big that we've learned on this time, throughout this time. But then also for me, I think it's um, listening to your body. I think that's very important. And it's about, not in the sense that you pretty much I got to learn about because this past 10 years, it was a steep learning curve for me. It doesn't get it easier, but it's also how I learned about what my body can do and cannot do, especially because I have a high pain threshold at the same time. So I have to learn how to be more, more alert. And it's obviously in the very beginning when last year, my, my happened in February, I was rushing to get back to my lifestyle being active again and I was fighting my injury I was not fighting along with my body I was fighting against it so I was yeah. rushing myself because I'm like I want to go back like all my friends are traveling all my friends are doing this like everybody's having fun like why am I at home crippled and all that so for this time of being learning about my body is about what it can do and what it cannot do doing certain mm-hmm. phases and I think it's very important that besides the patience and the gratitude it's also self-love and self-care that we have to know and but in order to make some gains or like do well or break have breakthroughs or reach milestones it's actually listening and learning about your body and working with it
0: yeah think that's working with yeah, it
1: working with it but
0: that is the best way to put yeah. it <laughs> for real. Like, yeah, definitely. I swear I was just talking to someone else about the same thing, totally different thing. Didn't have anything to do with knees, but about listening to your body. It just, it'll tell you what you need to do. And if you take care of it, it'll take care of you and how rest is the most underused Part of yes, training, like so everyone wants to go, go, yeah. go, but you gotta you gotta take the time to recover, yes,
1: yes, <laughs> that is so true, and it's like because most of us who are needy right now will be like, "Oh, it's doomsday, like I won't be able to do this, I can't do this anymore, and I don't think it's really like a bad thing, for example, if I'm not allowed to do a certain thing again because of my bad knees, but I'm sure. If I work around with it and like I learn to learn more about my body and its movements and what it can do and cannot do, I think, and I'm sure I'll be able to discover new things and things that I would have never have tried because I was always living the the way I was living. Right. Yeah. It's like that's your legs. You still got your whole upper exactly. body,
0: and there's so many other things you can do that you know don't involve. Jumping and high impact. Exactly. Even though it's the fun stuff, there <laughs> it is fun. But you know what else is fun? Ziplining. <laughs> you know what else is fun? Dirt bike riding.
1: <laughs> there's
0: there's so much. There's so many fun things to do. Everything doesn't revolve around athletics. Yeah, I'm
1: sure, like there, are, there are so many more doors that I can open and like but it's just waiting for me to have you ever thought of going in the
0: medical field oh yeah. my god because your vocabulary is so extensive
1: <laughs> I think it's actually <laughs> healthy because back then in Switzerland everything was in French actually and I was just like uh-huh. I could speak French like it was just like basic conversation it was just pretty much high school level French like level Kind of bit, but then when I got to like my knees, I was like, wow, I was learning about the human body and the knee anatomy, everything was in French, and I was like, wow, like I'm learning a new language. Oh yeah, so God. how many languages I do you know? Speak fluently, English, French, um, well, Mandarin, not really, but I get by and Cantonese, so four, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, okay that's dope oh my god yeah you've been a lot of places and yeah we this has been a 10-year journey for you you're like you're like a knee specialist by now you you could have a degree (laughs) in knees (laughs) this is it have a good evening thank you for being on the unrelenting podcast would you like to plug your um social yes, media it's
1: um my personal link, my personal page is um at uh, nata, nata dot and and my neediest fuck also for <laughs> the family page is um needy as in k-n-e-e-d-y-a-s
0: yeah yeah Okay, well definitely check those pages out or like on Instagram and her blog is
1: what? what is your blog? N- Natani.com? N- yeah. Yeah.
0: Don't forget to check Natani out on Instagram. Her page af, and don't forget to check out her blog at Nata hyphen knee.com. Uh, that's all I have for you today. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow. <laughs> Leave any questions in the comments. Hit me up on unrelenting underscore humans. Uh, and that's it. <laughs> Until next time.